episode 122 of Shades Midweek. This is a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We're glad you're here. My name is John Mark DeRoe, and today I am joined by Mr. Brad Brown. One Jonathan Hafes is sick today. He is out. That's right. He's not here. It's not COVID. It's not. So everybody just... It's okay. Just relax. It's That's right. COVID. Just a bacterial infection. Bacterial throat infection. Right. Don't really know what that is, but it's not viral. It's not. So it's not and contagious. He texted us and said he's feeling better. Yes. Which yeah. we're very glad for. He was. We he are. was. He was. He had a fever last night, and he wasn't doing too well. He went to urgent care, and I think he's feeling better today. So send your prayers towards Jonathan. Uh, but uh, we've got a lot going on. So much going on. At Shades. So much happening. That so, we got to go forward. We must move forward. Right. So what I wanted to do before we hop into our segments is just catch up a little bit, do a little housekeeping, and let you all know what's going on at Shades. So the first, right. the first thing is, if you're listening to this in time, and you may not be, you can skip over it if you're not, uh, this Saturday, August 20th, we are having a church-wide meeting Yep, and leadership from Grace, which stands for Godly Response to Abuse in a Christian Environment, mm-hmm. will be joining us. They're an organization. They will be leading us in a uh, uh, a training. Mm-hmm. Y- you want to talk more about that, Brad? Yeah, they're going to be leading us in a training uh, about how we can be a community that protects the most vulnerable among us. And so Grace, from the work that they do, they're going to share stories of what's happened at other churches. They're going to talk about uh, how abuse can occur in the context of the local church. And they're going to uh, talk about ways that we, as Shades Valley, can be alert be aware, and how we can uh, come together uh, to, yeah, like I said, protect the most vulnerable, whether that be children, whether that be um, others in the community. So uh, Mike Sloan is going to be doing the training. He's already come and trained the uh, leadership, so we're excited to see him again. And there's a lot uh, more that's going to happen after the training, but I don't think we want to share about that yet. Sure. So the training is from 9 a.m. to noon this Saturday, August 20th, in the SVCC Sanctuary. Doors will open at 8.30 a.m. There's going to be coffee and refreshments available. Uh, so do whatever you can to uh, be at that. Child care will be available. You just need to let Brooke Primo know. Okay, so that's the first thing. The next thing uh, that's happening is... We are entering into the fall semester, which means that all of our groups at SVCC, um, some of them may have continued over the summer, some mm-hmm. some took a break, uh, but all the groups are getting ready to go again. And so this past Sunday, we actually, uh, in the bulletin uh, that we do every Sunday, we printed out and insert a little booklet with all the information of all the groups that are available at SVCC. You can view all of those groups, all that information that's pertinent to you. If you visit our website, shadesvalley.org, and then you can go to, uh, what is the tab under, I think it's under groups. 
Well, it's groups, but I believe the tab is community, and if you just scroll your mouse over community, then underneath that you'll see groups. You can yep. click on that. Be sure to check that out. Get all the information there. A couple of other things. If you're interested in becoming a member at SVCC, you can mm-hmm. do so by attending what we call a Roots Seminar. This is where you learn about Shades Valley. You learn how to become a member. You can receive uh, membership paperwork there to fill out if you're interested. This is going to take place on a Wednesday night this time, a Wednesday night yep. uh, in the, uh, I guess we call it the conference room upstairs. Yep, the conference room. It'll be from 6 to 8 p.m., on Wednesday, September 7th. So if you are new to Shades, or maybe you've been coming for a while, but you've never really considered membership and you have questions, this would be a great night to come and hang out. Uh, It's just a seminar that's led by myself, Brad, and Jonathan. Yep. And uh, it pretty much covers everything. Yeah, um, and you're you're not committing to being a member. You're just coming and saying, I want more information. So it can be a great place to get that. So email us and let us know if you're interested so we can be prepared for you. Shoot us an email at office at shadesvalley.org. All right. Stay with us. Two more big things. Two more big things. So much happening. There's a lot happening. And this isn't everything. No. We've cut a lot of things. So September 11th, Sunday, September 11th, there will Mm -hmm. be a picnic in the park. Yes. That's right. We're bringing back the picnic in the park. This is where immediately following the service, everyone at Shades is invited to just walk across the street to Patriot Park over here off of West Oxmoor, and we just hang out. We have a good time. Normally, what we've done in the past is people would go and buy food from a restaurant, bring it here. Maybe they'd bring something they made from home. In this case, it's actually going to coincide with Mission Sunday, Yep, and there's going to be a lot more information rolling out about what that looks like, but essentially the missions team, from what Mm -hmm. I understand, is going to provide lunch, Provide lunch, and they're going to cook it here in the kitchen. Yep. In the kitchen. And you can give a donation, and all the donations are going to support Global Mission at SVCC. And apparently there's a cornhole tournament that's going to happen at the park. That's right. That's happening as well. So it's going to be a Sunday that you're not going to want to miss. It's going to be packed. All that's right. right. Last thing. Last, last but thing. not least. We can't forget about our women at Shades. That's right. The women's retreat registration is officially open. So excited about that. Thank you. Uh, I believe the three women that have been really heading up a lot of the organization this year, Rebecca Lee, Jennifer Cargill, and Ashley DeRoe, my wife. Yeah. And so registration is open. This is how you register. There's several different ways, okay? So if you're on the Realm, you can go to the Realm, go to community, and go to events, and you'll be able to register there. You can mm-hmm. find the link on our website, if you come here on Sunday morning and you grab a bulletin, there will be a handy-dandy QR code that you can scan Love those on your QR phone. codes. It's probably the easiest way to get to it. You scan that on your phone, and it will take you right to the registration page. You want to read the description. There's some details in terms of how the rooms work. The retreat is going to be October 14th, 15th, and 16th at Camp McDowell. I believe the women have... Uh, been to Camp McDowell before in the past for some of their retreats. Mm-hmm. So you you bunk up in rooms. So there's like different options when you go to the registration page that you need to read in terms of 
how you want to pay, how you want to register. There are scholarships available that's as right. well. If you don't know who you want to room with, that's fine. Just put that down. They'll match you up with somebody. Yeah. So it's going to be a beautiful time. Honestly, they haven't had a women's a full-on women's retreat since 2019. That's right. Yeah. Um, they've had some events over the last couple of years. Yep. But 2019 was the last time that they actually didn't have something that was on campus here at Chase. Yeah. So this is an actual retreat, and it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful weekend of worship, prayer, and community, and sharing with one another, and just hanging out. So yeah. uh, if you're a woman at Shades, uh, please go sign up. It's going to be incredible. That's right. If you're new, it's a great way to connect. It can be super scary to go on a trip like that, but it's also a great opportunity to build relationships. Wow. All right. That was you it. You did it. Way to wow. go. We did it, everybody. We made it to the other but side. We had to do it. We have to There's do so it. so many amazing things happening right now. Sometimes you just have to. Okay. We are going to jump in to our next segment. That's right. But we're going to go a little out of order today. We're going to do something a little different. We're going to go into Bradford's Book Club, but today we're going to have a special guest. <laughs> Hello, friends, fans, family. Welcome to another edition of Bradford's Book Club. So glad that you have joined us today. Today is a special edition of Bradford's Book Club, as John Mark has already alluded to. We have a guest with us via telephone. So welcome to Bradford's Book Club, Grant Primo. Grant, thank you so much for coming on the edition today. Oh yeah, nothing is more important to me than than being on Shades Midweek. Yep, so. Grant has canceled a work meeting, and he was supposed to pick up his kids as well, but he has set aside and made this a priority, and we're so thankful for that. I told a judge, just forget it, send my client to jail. I got better things to do. Uh, that's the commitment we like to see here at Bradford's Book Club. I was talking to Grant, I think it was... It was either a few Sundays ago, maybe it was on the phone, I can't remember, but Grant mentioned that he had just been reading a book that he loves, and naturally I was thinking about Bradford's Book Club, I think about Bradford's Book Club, 23 out of 24 hours of the day, yes, I dream about Bradford's Book Club, so when Grant said that, I thought, I really need to have him on, so Grant, we would love to hear your recommendation. What do you have for us today? Yes. Uh, so I've been telling as many people as I can about this book because it has been one of my favorite books that I've ever read. Um, it is called Everything Sad is Untrue by Daniel Nairi. Yes. Um, I don't have the book with me. I know the standard practice on Bradford's book cover is to read the back cover, but <laughs> I can right. give a summary of it. Yes, please uh, do. Okay, so, um, yeah, so the, the book is like a memoir uh, of the author, Daniel Neary, and I guess most relevant to kind of the book is he, he is a, um, was born in Iran, became a refugee, and moved to Oklahoma City when he was um, like seven or eight. Um, but the, so the, the book is uh, his story of 
going through all that, come, growing up in Iran, becoming a refugee, moving, but it's not just his story, but the story of like his parents, his grandparents, his great grandparents, a, a lot of telling a lot of their stories and a lot about um, then his life as a you know Iranian refugee uh, trying to make sense of life in you know Oklahoma City Middle School. Um, but it's it's a great it's really funny um, it's really well written and interesting uh, and, and it's just one of the most impactful books I think I've ever read just as a as a memoir because so the basic story of the book is his his family is like high class wealthy in Iran his mm-hmm. both parents are doctors he is like um, his family is like really almost would be like gentry in England or like old money in kind of the South. But they, they are kind of upper class, wealthy Iranians. Um, and of course they're, they're Muslim and have like they can, his parents can both trace their, trace their lineage back to Muhammad. So like wow. extra special Muslims, I guess. Um, and they, uh, they end up uh, going to England for a wedding. His mom converts to, Christianity while they're there um, through a kind of a miraculous chain of events. Um, but then, of course, that's illegal in Iran to convert from Islam to Christianity. So after a little while, the Ayatollah and the secret police find out about it, and she basically has a hit out for her life. Wow. Um, so they have to flee, um, but the, their dad basically decides look i'm not going i'm staying here <laughs> so wow. the mom and daniel kind of who's writing the book the main character and his sister they end up fleeing go to um they bounce around a little bit in refugee camps in um, dubai and italy and then end up in oklahoma um and he kind of it's a really, really funny tells a lot of stories about you know, eating Pringles for the first time and the kind of differences in, in cultures between Iran and, and Oklahoma, which I think is about as different as you could get, yeah. except for the oil, maybe. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but really, the the story. What I really like about it um, is it's like the opposite of a lot of the stories that you hear, um, maybe especially in America about you know kind of the typical narrative of i my life was bad things were going bad for me i became a christian and now everything's good Mm. um this is like it's like the opposite of that they had this great life where they are wealthy you know upper class citizens and his mom converting to christianity costs them them everything Mm -hmm. it breaks up their family um, his mom goes from being a doctor in Iran to being a janitor at a hospital in Oklahoma. Um, they end up suffering a lot of uh, abuse, um, racism, all sorts of things like that. Uh, but it's really the the story is a lot about how his mother's her her faith and her hope in Christ is what sustained them through all of that. Even though it's kind of wow. you know we we converted Christianity and it cost us everything, but it was worth it because of, because of Christ. Um, and the other thing I really like about it is it doesn't, it's more of a, it's not a traditional kind of linear style of storytelling. He, he weaves in stories of his 
grandparents and great grandparents and all sorts of family stories within his own story. Um, and so it's, it's not, it's not a straight, just kind of linear narrative, which kind of makes it interesting. And then it doesn't, it doesn't like moralize or wrap up in any way, really. Mm. Like at the end of it, it's not like, you know, oh, we suffer, we had all this suffering. Um, but then we got this great reward here on earth. It's just like, nope, we, we had a lot of suffering. Mm. Um, but it, it, it's never, it's always hopeful. It it doesn't, he doesn't play it for like pity or anything like that. Uh Um, it's very hopeful, very funny. Um, and a really just engaging read. I mean, every, everyone should read it. It's, it's not, not a difficult read, um, but super fun and, and really um, impactful, I think. Wow. Grant, what a recommendation. What a great explanation. This might have to go on the gold shelf of Bradford's book club. <laughs> oh, there's a gold shelf now? We're all familiar with uh, the gold chef shelf. But it we'll definitely see. should be on the gold shelf. No doubt. I've been spreading the good news. I even told Andy Squires when he was here. I was wow. like, you gotta read this book. I've been telling everybody about it. It's great. That sounds it's like great. something he would be into for sure. I love that. We need to get Daniel here on the podcast. You know, oh, yeah. Ashley heard about this book from your wife, Grant, uh, Brooke. Brooke has been telling people. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, she yeah. and so Brooke let Ashley borrow it. I don't think she has started it yet, but it's funny because I had never heard of it until Brooke mentioned it. And then I was on Instagram the other day, and there's this theologian that I follow named David Taylor. He's like a professor at Fuller Seminary, and uh, he's written some some really cool books. And uh, he posted about it. It was like his one of his vacation reads or something like that. So I'm just I feel like I'm hearing about it from all over the place. Now, oh, yeah, I will say for those of you that are busy, there's an audible version, and it's the author reading it, which normally is the best kind of audible versions. So with him yeah. reading it, I'm, I'm sure it's good. So that would be worth checking out as well. Oh yeah. Well, I would stake my whole reputation on it. If you don't like wow. it, I'll buy your copy. That wow. That's how sure I am that people will like it. That's the kind of stakes that we like to have oh, yeah. at Bradford's book club. <laughs> that's the Brad, Bradford's book club. Uh, no money back guarantee. Yes. It's basically I'll buy you a cup of coffee if you don't like the book. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the the author is also going to be on a friend of Shade Shade Midsweek, Colin Hansen. He's going to be on his podcast really? um, coming oh. up soon. I heard. Oh, so. No way. Well, well yeah. I wonder if Colin's going to mention his time here at Shade's <laughs> Midweek. <laughs> Probably so. That's what he leads off every episode with. I think. Wow. No, that's great on a Gospel Bound podcast. Yes. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Wow, this is so the amazing. the stars are aligning for everyone to read this book and then listen to that podcast. Yes, yes, I'm going to read it. It's it's uh, on the golden shelf now. I mean, really, with with all of our relationships now, with all these different people, I mean, I, I'm envisioning a Shades Midweek episode where we have a roundtable discussion with Colin Hansen, Andy Squires, and maybe the author of the book. Maybe all three of them oh, yeah. could come on. Yeah, and Grant Primo maybe and a little Grant bit of Primo. a step down for Shades Midweek, but <laughs> yeah, would be good. Right. No, this yes. has been great, man. Yeah, Th- Grant, thank you for guesting on the uh, the segment today. Yeah, amazing. Oh yeah, no problem. Well, I, I always make time for for Shades Midweek, so my number one priority. <laughs> That's right, and specifically Bradford's Book Club. Oh yeah. Well, Grant, 
uh, we'll let you get back to being a lawyer and stuff, but we appreciate your time and we appreciate you. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Thanks right, so peace. much. I loved it. That was a great recommendation. What a great recommendation. I'm excited to check out that book. Mm-hmm. Always Absolutely. good hearing from Grant. Absolutely. What a just what a bomb yeah. to the soul. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. JM's album of the week. JM's album of the week. As it is in heaven Seek first the reward of your kingdom Give us our daily bread Give us our daily bread Alright, my album of the week this week is a friend of mine her name is E.B. Cole. She's from Atlanta, Georgia. How do you spell that? E.B. Cole. C-O-L-E. Oh, like E.B. Cole. Okay. E.B. is her, is, uh, yeah, what we, it's our first name, I guess. Um, E.B. I don't know what it stands for. Maybe Elizabeth something. I'm not sure. Okay. I apologize, E.B., if you're listening to this right now. Um, so... This song is a single that she just put out. It's called On Earth. Open parentheses, the Lord's Prayer. Close parentheses. Cool. Um, but <clears throat> I have a close connection to this song because obviously I already mentioned before, EB is a friend of mine. Her husband is a friend of mine, Shane Cole. Shane Cole is a guitar player and a musician that has played for many years with me uh, when I go out and play for one Daniel Bashta. And... EB has sang with Daniel before. So this track was uh, co-written with EB, Shane, and Daniel. Daniel produced it, and I played drums on it. Ah, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, but it's it's just a beautiful worship song. It takes, takes the words of the Lord's Prayer. And um, we had a lot of fun making it. We tracked everything over in Atlanta at uh, Daniel's studio that's called 1971. And just took a day to track drums, and they did some vocals and things like that. So Daniel uh, produced it. I think Daniel actually mixed it, too. Um, So, yeah, man, I just – these are my friends. I love them. I, I support them. I want people to listen to their music. Um, they're really great worship leaders. They're genuine people. And, you know, I've known Daniel since 2005, so well well over 15 years now. And we just go way back. I've played with him for a long time. So whenever he produces something, it's always a lot of fun to be able to play drums on it. And so he definitely gave it like the the Daniel Bashta uh, effect on here. But mm. it's, a good, it's a good song. Now, John Mark, as you were putting the drums down on this, what was going through your mind? <laughs> well, they sent me the demo, and it was very drum-heavy, which a lot of Daniel's stuff is, but in sort of this orchestral 
big, epic kind of way. Mm. So, really, my job was pretty easy because there was a really good demo that was fleshed out already. And so, a lot of what I did drum-wise on this is just a lot of layering. So, Mm. if you'll listen to that, there's some snare drum happening, but also some cymbals. So we went in and uh, we actually did like set up a room mic at one point and Daniel, myself, and this other guy named David Dalton all had snare drums and we were playing parts together, three snares together with oh, kind of wow. a wide open room sound. But you can see how everything's layered. There's lots of toms, cymbal swells. So really for me... Um, the goal was to stay out of the way as much as I could, play the part efficiently and with power and drama, and just kind of bring an epic feel to it. And so I think we were able to achieve that, and that's just kind of Daniel's M.O., man. He he likes big, he likes epic and dramatic and film score type type vibe. And so mm-hmm. Sounds great. So that's kind of what's going on. But EB's voice is incredible on it. She has a really cool voice, and she... She and her husband, Shane, are both worship leaders in the Atlanta area, and they also gig a lot. They're musicians. and um, Yeah, they, they do a lot of cool music. So check out E.B. Cole. She's got some other songs on her Spotify as well. I actually don't know. Like, these other songs that are on here, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, it is her. It's uh, they're, they're, They sing with this other guy named Wilkes who's sort of like a country music guy. Oh, okay. And and, um, so they do some music with him as well. But check out On Earth, The Lord's Prayer by E.B. Cole. Great. I just downloaded it. it. Cool, man. Great. I appreciate that. All right. Well, man, the last few weeks we have really, some may like it and some may not. We've gone a different direction. We've really really gone all in on the shades part. That's right. of our mantra here at Shades Midweek, which is theology, culture, and all things shades. We've really been hitting hard. Been heavy on shades. On the shades and a little bit of culture. And really the shades community. And the shades community. Has been a spotlight. But I think that's okay because we're actually, you know, Jonathan just started this series called Cultural Convictions on Sunday, which is actually a lot about our convictions here at Shades. Yep. It's very shades specific. Mm -hmm. And so it is kind of cool that in this sort of... uh, unplanned way we've been able to just spend some time with the shades community the last few weeks and have a lot of fun and so today that's just exactly what we're going to that's be what doing. we're going to do it's really kind of a part two yeah and so some, you know some people might be like what's the point <laughs> and i think we'd respond with that's a valid question but you know sometimes being together in conversation as a community doesn't necessarily need to have a point would you agree with that john mark i concur so I think, given all that, we're going to camp out. We're going to go on a little camping trip once again. That's right. Down to the email corridor. The email corridor. Man, the email corridor has been packed. Has been blowing lately. up. And we sometimes we say that and we're being facetious and sarcastic, but that has not been the case the last two or three it's weeks. It's not the case. We're being genuine. There's no jokes here. And before I read these emails that we got, I do want to make special note. The former Shades Midweek queen of 
Shades Midweek or fan club. fan club or something. Sage, we're talking about Sage. Yep. We actually prayed for her on Sunday because she is moving. And uh, so shout out to Sage. Uh, maybe she'll keep listening. Yeah. I don't know. We're obviously not happy that she's leaving us. Right. The the clapping is more of like it's, it's a supportive. It's not, yeah, it's a, the audience is it's, supporting her. They're not happy that she's leaving. Exactly. It's just all in support. Like, yeah. oh, we're so glad that like th- these are your next moves. Like that's exactly. amazing. Yes. So we do want to give her a shout out because during the course of this show she's been a frequent email corridor resident and has written she kept it going she kept it going she's been a self-professed queen of the shades midweek fan club that's right and so we just want to give her a shout out much love to her and to her future and so hopefully she'll keep writing in and listening yep oh i'm sure she will yeah so let's get into it man so we had a lot of emails since last week's lot of emails episode we have really set the world on fire with this taco truck situation and we're going to get into that we had no idea what we were getting into so we got an email from one kenneth mccants kenneth mccants he's a frequent writer into the email corridor yeah what can he have to say so last week we uh, summoned Kenny. He didn't write in last week, but with this whole taco truck business, mm-hmm. uh, the taco tour that we've been talking about, he wrote in and he wanted to respond to a couple of things. So here's Kenny's email. Okay. Good afternoon, gentle list of men. I have a few points I wanted to address in these hallowed halls of this here corridor. Number one was inspired by JM's album of the week and gave it a listen, enjoyed every second of it, never feel ashamed for taking too long with the intro segments. I've never felt the need to skip the quote. Uh, wait, wait. I've never felt the need to skip the the quote, end quote, juicy bits. Hmm. Yeah. So, That's good to hear. So thank you for that, Kenny. He's talking about, I believe he's talking about when I featured the Mars Volta album last week, which I camped out in jams out of the week for a while and really went on a deep dive that's right and you didn't know how it was going to be received and there and here we have it somebody it it changed their life that just shows what happens when you put yourself out there number two he says words cannot express how flattered i am to hear someone think of andrew thompson for design work and then immediately backtrack and think of me instead. It happened. Yeah, so last week we uh, summoned one Kenny McCants to make us a graphic for the taco tour. Mm-hmm. He said, I will honestly carry these words to my grave as the highest honor I have ever will re- I have or ever will receive. The fact that this change was almost 100% due to the fact that Mr. Thompson is in fact a very busy man who already has tons of clients and projects, and I do not does in no way take away from the weight I feel from these words. Hopefully the attached image is close to something you had in mind. It was this, or cut out images of your faces with illustrated sombreros and mustaches, which I'm not against. That would be pretty funny. Could be good. We'll talk about the graphic here in a moment. Number four, while I appreciate my other shout-out, I feel the need to clarify that I have not indeed started my own design company, but have begun working less hours at my current job and trying to focus on working on more freelance projects and other design-related endeavors. Just needed to clarify that in case the IRS are listening and get any funny ideas. And then he went out of order. Number three, 
in regards to Colts, because we talked about Colts last week. That's right. Because of Avery Crump's email. Mm -hmm. He said, I've got the biggest beef with Scientologists. Down in Florida, there was this pretty cool area not too far from Clearwater Beach, but unfortunately, no one can ever enjoy it because the Scientologists bought it all out and kind of hog it all. Mm. Also, the stuff they do is pretty messed up. You know, we have several members, either present or former, that are from Clearwater, Florida. Alec Hirsch being one, Kenny McCants, and... A few others. Wasn't Rich Fritty from that area? You remember Rich that used to go to church here from Sanford? I think he might have been. He, I feel like he had talked about that before as well. There are a remember. few There's more for a sure. Few. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could be getting that wrong. But uh, Kenny says keep up the good work. So Thanks, thank you, Kenny, Kenny for we'll writing have, in. We'll have to show his graphic. So I'll post the graphic to Instagram when this episode goes live. Yeah, be sure to check that out there. Beautiful work from Kenny McCants. Beautiful, beautiful work. And he made us a little Beautiful taco. freelance work, to be clear. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, thank you, Kenny, for writing in. I mean, there's really nothing to respond to other than we're going to post that, that uh, taco truck tour, the taco tour, whatever we're calling it, Shades Midweek Taco Tour. We're going to post it to Instagram. So you you can all see it there. That's right. All right. That was Kenny. Thank you once again for writing in. All right. I think Brad's going to read an email now. All right. Let's see what's behind door number two. We have an email from Alec Hirsch. Alec S. Hirsch at gmail.com. Actually, I probably shouldn't have made that public, but... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I said it because I was thinking about what his middle name is. Is it Scott or... I'm trying Simon? to think of some other... Simon, maybe? I don't know. Sorry about that, Alec. Let's go ahead and dive right in. The subject of this email is titled, Agreeing with my wife and other email quarter episode notes. Host, I have a mounting to-do list this Friday afternoon, but I put email shades on here because it was just that important. Man, really love to see people making <laughs> this podcast a priority. Here's what I got, rapid fire. One, I have to agree with my beautiful wife, Sarah, and say that El Barrio should be included in the conversation. I imagine he's talking about the taco tour. Yes. I get that it's not your typical hole-in-the-wall taco place, some could say, but maybe that's a (laughs) curveball this competition needs. Maybe you include that as one factor of many... Not to mention that El Barrio was ranked the number one best upscale restaurant in Birmingham in the 2021 BBJ Book of List. I believe that the question was best taco in Birmingham, not the best dive place to get a taco in Birmingham. I think El Barrio should be included in the contest. Wow. So definitely a hot words. Definitely a hot take from the Hershes. Well, number one, it's always a good idea to agree with your wife. So good on you for doing that. I applaud you and uh, can't argue there with yep. that. And making it public is good as well. That's true. Secondly, we're going to put a pin just for a, a few minutes in the taco conversation because we have one more email to read. And then we're just going to have an open floor conversation about the whole taco tour 
I think that's probably the best way to handle this because he's going to go on about some other things in his email, I believe. That's right. He so, also, so let's he, put yeah, a pin yeah, yeah. in we'll that. We'll put a pin in it. We're going to read the last but email I, after we finish this one, and we'll get to but it But you definitely need to remember his words and maybe right. feel the tension right. of what he suggests. <laughs> he goes on to say, faster now. I originally wanted to write something degrading of Lord of the Rings, but feel like that would be too on the nose. Alec Hirsch, for those of you that don't know, wow. when we asked him what was an overrated movie, I think. Yeah, did he say Lord of the Rings? He said trilogy? Lord, was, it, was it trilogy or was it uh, he just, just in general? I, can't, I think he just said Lord of the Rings, and I thought Jonathan was about to have a heart attack. Well, yeah, and he was and he was responding because I think Avery, someone asked about fantasy novels last week. Mm-hmm. See, we're just, there's just so many things happening in Shades Midweek. It's so hard many to keep things. Up. Yeah. Jonathan is a massive Lord of the Rings fan, so if he were here right now, he'd be yes. very upset. Oh, totally. Yeah. What I love about this, though, is I think it shows the diversity at Shades Valley. Because, you yeah. know, you're standing in a group, and then somebody brings up a fantasy novels, and all of a sudden that person next to you starts talking about it, mm-hmm. and they start saying names and realms and right. all sorts of things and you're standing there and you're like I don't like fantasy novels. Right. Am I going to fit in here? Yeah. Well, you yes, you will fit the in. Answer's here. yes. There is diversity. You know, some people are super into this and take it some could say way too seriously. Sure. We're not saying that. Right. But some could. Right. And then there are other people that just might not care at all. And that both exist here at the church I think is a beautiful thing. I love it. It's the beauty of the body. Moving on, he also said, whatever Brad was feeling, intentional spelling, he didn't put a G on there, I'm all about it. Keep up the hard work, Brad. It can't be easy. John Mark and I were talking about this pre-show in our pre-show meeting that we have every week, and we said, we can't remember what Alex referring to, but I think it was Jonathan making fun of me for a certain mood that I was in. Moving on, he also said, as someone who heralds from Clearwater, once again, I can attest, Scientology is absolutely crazy. That is a terrible organization. Leah Remini. Remini? Yeah, Remini. Remini. The actress from King of Queens, which I never watched. Did you watch that show? Yeah, it's like a television sitcom. It was real popular in the era of like Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, I was familiar with it. It has that feel, you know? Yeah, I didn't see it. It has a great docuseries on it. And then finally... Regarding the tag on things y'all should discuss, I'd love an episode on your thoughts on Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan <laughs> and or your thoughts on the current economic climate or perhaps your outlook for the next 6 to 12 months. Alec is referencing oh, Lord. a little bit at the end where John Mark and I basically said we discuss it all on Shades Midweek. Alec, we will consider that and <laughs> get back to you. We were having a little bit of fun last week. Yep. Thank you for emailing in, Alec. Hugs and kisses, Alec. Hugs that's and kisses. How, that's how he concluded it. Okay. Well, the big thing there is to just put a pin, listeners, put a pin in what he was talking about with the with the taco tour. Okay? That's the big thing. All right. So our, our last email of the day comes from one Tanisha Garnier. Yes. Tanisha. We love it when Tanisha writes in. It's always good. Yep. Tanisha, the the email uh, subject is taco truck. Wow. So here we go. More conversation. Now, before you read this, JM, do you want to give a brief recap of the taco tour? Recap is... For those that don't know. Here's the recap. 
it all started with Andy Squires. So it's his. This is his fault now. At this point, it all started with Andy Squires. Andy Squires comes and plays it a show at Shades. Yep, it was great. It was awesome. He comes to Birmingham. He then tweets later that they've been stopping in every city they stop at, and they've been trying tacos. Yep. And it looks like he's he's trying authentic street tacos. That's, that's right. What he's been ordering. Uh huh. Okay. And they went to a place here in Birmingham that yep, the three of us had never heard of, never been to. Um, uh, Taqueria El Ta- Taqueria La Eradura, and mm-hmm. Lisa Theus actually sent me the correct way to pronounce it, and I did not just say it the correct way. Uh, but she spent the time to send me. She speaks Spanish, mm-hmm. and um, maybe she can just come on the show and. We can get a recording. Maybe of we it. can get a recording of her saying all the restaurants that we're going to go to that are like really Spanish heavy. That would be really helpful. That'd be helpful for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she sent me that email. I'm having a trouble finding it right now. Yeah, you're trying to find it. I'll find it later. Andy goes to this place, gives it a ten out of ten. Says it's like his favorite place on the whole tour. Yeah, that he's wow, done. which is I which mean, is incredible. crazy. Incredible. I don't know if he's updated that since then. I haven't checked. So then we start talking, Jonathan and I, about doing a taco tour. That's right. Just as Shades Midweek. Like, it'd be fun to go get some tacos. Totally. Okay. Real casual. Real casual. Like, just throwing it out there. Just for fun. So then we start asking people about it. Matt Theus actually writes in. He talks about the place that Andy went to. He says it's amazing. That's right. We throw it out on Instagram. Matt's never written in before. Right. First time. So Matt is just praising this place. People start writing in on Instagram. Mm-hmm. People say, like Sarah Hirsch writes in. She says, I think El Bar, you guys should go to El Barrio. She lists a couple of other places. She lists, lists the taco truck in Avondale. That's right. Someone else mentions Cantina. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of places that get thrown out. and But then a discussion ensues last week yeah. as to the details of what this are the taco rules? tour. What are the rules? What are the boundaries? And and hence this is where things get muddy and compli- complicated as things are. Yeah, it gets really yeah. complicated. There's not like a black and white. To There's this just thing. a lot of gray. And what has now happened is now everyone is writing in and everyone. saying how how they feel about the taco tour, which is valid. I want people to write in and let totally. us know. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to leave the church over it. We don't. Yeah, we're we're not trying to be that intense about it. That's right. But we're also not going to shy away from important issues. <laughs> As pastors. As we said last week. That's right. So I think there's just an open floor conversation still on the type of taco places that we're going to. Exactly. What should be allowed, what's permissible and not permissible. Um, because I think if you open it up to anything, mm-hmm. well, then you may we may be going to Taco Bell. We, and I'm not saying that we can't. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm holding this okay. with open hands. Yeah, you you've got yeah. your Taco Bell, you've got your Taco Mama, um, you've got taco trucks, you've yep. got Mexican restaurants That's where you right. go and sit down and eat. Mm-hmm. You've got nicer places like we have. Nobody's even talked about Little Donkey. Nobody. We haven't even said anything about Little Donkey. I haven't even named it until this moment. Okay, so there's El Barrio. There's Little Donkey. I mean, if we go to El Barrio, should we also go to Little Donkey? So mm-hmm. it opens up. A world. I do think that one thing we all agree on is that it needs to be within Jefferson County. Yes. Like I think the county line. I think that's a good place. Like feels good. Yeah, because if you open it up past then, then you're just. I mean, crazy town. We don't we, do this full time. We don't have the budget. <laughs> 
there's to all, go around the world. There's also something funny to me. I was thinking about this, like the pastors taking a lunch to El Barrio one day to try tacos. Is sort of a, this is sort of a funny thing. It's a, it's a the optics of that. You know what do you mean, John Mark? Like if somebody called the church and they're like, "I'd really like to meet with a pastor today," and we're like, "Oh, we actually have a reservation at El Barrio at noon. Can we can we figure out can another we, uh, time to do a, that? Get a rain check on that. <laughs> Our limo's about to pick us up. Actually, I don't think El Barrio does reservations. No, I'm being, they don't. But it just opens it up. So that's right. That is. Wasn't that quick. Was the, that wasn't quick. That was but quick enough to get all the details. It's hard to really catch up on all the. That was dynamics. kind of the needed recap, you know. Like three seasons have come out, then you got to wait a year, and you're like, "What happened? I need a recap so I can be caught up." So I felt like that was all and, necessary. And we're not food critics either. We're so we don't really. <laughs> we're really not. You know, we're, we're definitely not, like, not qualified and. We really haven't thought about this. <laughs> That's the other thing. That much. Generally, we show up here, and especially like the last three weeks, we kind of throw out some ideas of what we want to do, and then we just do it. That's right. And I think there's some excitement in that. There's like an energy. There's an energy, yeah. But but then, you know, things happen where it's things like, well, happen. maybe we haven't really thought this Maybe we need to well. think more about this. All right. Here's Tanisha. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm with J.M., no, wow. no bougie tacos, El Barrio Taco Mama, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but I'm going to say it anyway. She wrote it in. She said it. Tanisha said, I'm with JM, no bougie tacos, El Barrio Taco Mama, or tacos of the colonizer. Kidding, but not really. All right. And then she goes on to say, watch David Chang's show, Ugly Delicious, season one, episode two on Netflix. It will explain better than me. All right, so let's put a pin in that because I went and watched it. You went and watched it. See, here's the thing about Shades of Midweek. If you t- if you say you should go and do this, I'll go and do it. All You're right, not anything, but it's our know. radical commitment to you being part of the conversation. She goes on to say a few other recommendations: El Taco Loco on Valley. Okay, I've never been a, there. It's another place. I've never, never been, been there, either, there, but I've heard of it. I've heard good things. She said she had her 29th. Birthday dinner there, and then... Wait, wait, wait. That's not the orange food truck on Valley, is it? It sounds like it's you can go in and eat. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. She says, had my 29th birthday dinner there. Then as a side note, she says, that year Victor got me an oven mitt. So... Yikes. And then she sent a picture of the oven mitt. It's called the Oven Glove... And oh, well, she maybe she, it was really helpful. She kind of well, she put that emoji in there next to it. Which one? It's the one where it's kind of like got the side eyes a little bit. Uh, okay, you know, like maybe, so maybe not thrilled about the oven glove. Maybe not the best. And she obviously it made quite an impact on her because she mentioned it. Although Jordan really? and I had a hot pad that was worn out, and Jordan burned her hand. Well, so the stakes are high when it comes to oven mitts. Because you don't know, you don't inspect the oven mitt. She goes on to say, El Cazador on Montclair, which I've been there before. It's like a Mexican restaurant. You go and eat, sit down. I haven't been there either. It's on Montclair. uh, I guess it's technically Irondale, but it's near Crestwood. The list is getting so long. Fun vibes on the patio, string lights, and such. 
And then one more thing she added. Also, if y'all do anything mm-hmm. on cult stuff, you have to call me. Wow. I will clear my friggin' schedule. No lie. I love it so much. I don't think she likes cults. I think what she's trying to say is she just likes to talk. That's right. Yes. Wow, we really hit a nerve, I think, with so, tacos and cults. So thank you, Tanisha, for writing in. Yeah. We always love it when you bring just a little bit of intensity and spice and honesty Some hot takes, yeah. to the show. That's what we need. That's right. That's what makes the show interesting. Okay, so, so I feel like we're at a crossroads here. John we are. Mark. We're at a crossroads. The we've crossroads, got, Bone Thugs and Harmony. And we've got that song. <laughs> we got some members that want us to go one direction, and then we got other members that want us to go a different direction. I I can tend to be a people pleaser, so I'm in an awkward position because somebody is going to be disappointed because we have to make a decision. The line has to be drawn somewhere. Some restaurant has to be in while another restaurant's going to be out. So this is a delicate situation as we move forward. Well, it goes without saying that we, you know, number one, like, I don't think we're going to have time to make this like a 10-week series where we're like going to a place for 10 weeks in a row. So that would be like 10 restaurants. I mean, I I don't know. I'm open to, to hear what Jonathan has to say. He's not here today. So that that's kind of a part of that plays a part in this whole thing too is like how many places can we even go to? But but we do want to do it well. I here's what I'll say, and this piggybacks off of Tanisha's email, like okay. I said earlier. So I did go and watch the Ugly Delicious um episode about tacos. This is Dave Chang's yeah. show. For those who don't know okay. Dave Chang, he's a kind of a pretty well known chef. He has a podcast, he has a show on Netflix. He really knows his stuff. Andrew okay. actually listens to his podcast quite a oh, bit. Oh, Andrew Thompson. Andrew really likes him a lot. Wow, I'm sold. So there's an episode where they do this really cool thing where it's like split up into all these different parts. So part of it is like they dive into like history of tacos. Wow. But then he's like hanging out with three buddies. Uh-huh. They're like food critics. Okay. They go to like this one guy's like driving around Los Angeles. They're all in the car together. And he takes the whole crew to, like, his favorite spots in Los Angeles, like his favorite taco Uh spots. And so here's what I'm going to do. I I did a deep dive on this. It was really interesting. The whole thing was really cool. But here's what this food critic says. These are his three rules. Mm -hmm. He said there are three rules to finding a good taco place. So this could give us some guidance. Maybe this could give us some guidelines. Okay, number one, don't understand the language. So if you go and the menu is all in Spanish, and but it's not just like asada or pollo, like maybe things that you'd recognize. It's mm-hmm. like there's like some cow tongue or like some crazy stuff on there that wow. you, you don't know what it is. Yeah, so unless that's, you're Lisa Theus, so we're right. excluding her from And this I would say that that place that they mentioned over on Finley that Andy Squires went to that Matthew Theus enjoys a mm-hmm. lot, yeah, Matt Theus even said in his email, "There's rarely, there's only a couple of employees that speak English uh-huh. there." So that kind of checks off one of those boxes, like a place that you know okay. us white Americans mm-hmm. would go. Now, you know. okay, I'll say I I agree. I'm good with that rule. Okay, how, how do you feel about it? I feel great about it. I'm ready to make a statement. A now. lot of taco trucks 
are their menus written in it's Spanish. It's the same. For the mm-hmm. most part. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow, we're making progress. Okay. Number two, the second rule that this guy says is uh-huh. the salsa game has to be strong. And what he means, what he meant by that okay. is diversity of the salsa or sauce mm-hmm. that is offered at the restaurant. Okay. So, like, a lot of times you go to, like, a taco truck or mm-hmm. maybe, like, the one Los over... Los Valadores. Los Valadores mm-hmm. or maybe we, go, taco maybe we go to Gordo's, okay? Okay, yeah. The times that I've been to Gordo's uh-huh. over here, they have a lot of different sauces you can choose from to put on your food. Uh-huh. To me, that would be like, okay, that's a that's a checked box right there. Okay. Now, there's some things about Gordo's that may be controversial. Like when you go in, they kind of have food like in vats. Like they keep it heated up. Okay. So I was talking with Adam Nichols, and he was like- Adam you know, Nichols, who knows a lot about this subject. He does. He does, and yeah. he was saying, you know, he likes Gordos, but sometimes you can go in there and maybe the meat isn't as fresh because of how they, wow. I guess, how they serve it. Okay. So that would kind of be a, something to consider. There. That would be something to consider. But, but in they do have the, the sauce, sauces. They do have the sauces, though. Uh, and I like the way that was phrased. What was the exact wording? Salsa game strong. Okay. The salsa game needs to I be like strong. I like that. There's I've like been... a diversity of... Options there. I've been hanging out with Grant Primo. You know, he does a lot of contract law. And so the language is really important. And so that there I feel like it really nails it. And then number three, he says the tortilla game. Wait, so we're adopting that officially? I think so. I think we should adopt all these, but this is just I'm, – I'm open. Okay. Jonathan's not even here, so. Well. This could all change. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to spend just, too much more time I on I feel this, like Jonathan is just rolling his eyes this entire episode. He really doesn't care. He's going to listen no, back to this. He's and rolling his eyes, and then he's probably leaning back, and then he's going to take a deep breath. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I've been in those meetings before. All right. Number three. <laughs> number three. Tortilla game needs to be strong. Okay. And this is what he explains about the tortillas. Okay. Once again, strong. Strong was the language that was used previously. A lot of consistency. Yeah. yeah. What he means by this is these tortillas need to be handmade. Someone has is either making them or has wow. made them. If you see a packet of tortillas, run. That's what he said. Okay. Now, this gets tricky. This gets tricky. Because not every food truck, for example, is going to be outfitted with a plate, like someone inside the truck that is hand-making the tortillas. That's right. I'm not saying it's not possible. The, yeah. other, the other thing is it's also possible that someone off-site, someone, someone in Birmingham, mm-hmm. makes tortillas and is a supplier. Yeah. Like they didn't just go buy them at the grocery store. That's right. Like at Publix or something like that. But that someone actually made these tortillas, handmade yep. them, and now they're using them. But they would be in a bag, most likely. Maybe they would be, but that, I don't think that disqualifies it. That's right. Like but if they're handmade, especially in Birmingham, I feel like that's a... That's a check, like, yes. Yeah, so just thinking about how this is going to play out, how would we go about determining that? Okay, well, check this out. So this is what makes things even more complicated. So I was talking to one Adam Nichols. Okay. Adam used to work at Chewy's. Does everybody know Chewy's here? Yeah. We've been to Chewy's before. We've been as a pastoral staff. And I've been a lot. Like, You've been a lot. Some people like to dog it or they don't like it as much. I actually really like that restaurant. Like I genuinely will go out of my way 
to drive to the summit, which is a place I don't really like to go that much. Mm. And I will go eat there, even if there's a wait. I don't care. Yeah, I think I it's like great. I think it's great. Sit on the patio, get a little view. It is a chain. It's based out it's of Austin, chain. Texas. Mm-hmm. So I think people knock it a little bit because it's a chain. Adam worked there. Wow. What he said was they make everything there fresh. Shockingly, he they also and one thing that would uh, be common to see when you go there is they used to have. I don't know if they do because of if they change things with COVID, but okay. they used to have like. A, a person outside, uh, like in the dining room, that was making tortillas fresh and That's making right. the you chips could watch fresh. Them. You could watch them do it. Mm-hmm. So by th- by that, it would be included, but it's definitely in English. The menu true. and so maybe Chewy's is disqualified th- because that like it would hit two of the three. But it, yeah, because there's a there is a diversity of there's sauces a diversity of at, sauces at, at Chewy's, like a lot of different yeah. Ones. And they use fresh green chilies and like their hatch uh, chili sauce, like all that stuff. Wow. So I feel like it should get a notable mention. Yeah. And it shouldn't just be included with just any old restaurant. Like I wonder if it's like it, two that's of notable. the three. Like I wonder if it's you hit two of the three or you got to hit all three. Wow. Well, <laughs> we are limited on time. <laughs> there is that. But you know, I I do feel the weight though of Alec and and Sarah's argument, and then Adam saying, you know, maybe subtly that this restaurant deserves a seat at the table. So, but, he, but his favorite place is Dos Hermanos, which is the food truck on Valley at a gas station. That's right. So I th- that's like his favorite. Yeah. Go-to so we're, place. So you know, John Mark and I had a long text exchange about this on Friday, our day off. Yeah. And I think what we determined was that. We're talking about street tacos. Well, here's the thing. And what I... Yeah, I I agree, Brad. Is the language that we're adopting. What I did in the heat of the moment Mm -hmm. was neglect to really specify maybe what I had in my mind that was not being transmitted to my mouth and out of my mouth into words to the people's ears. Mm. And that was... I'm thinking in my mind, oh, this is like an authentic street taco That's right. tour. Yeah. But what came out was taco tacos. Tour. Any tacos in Birmingham, send us your places. And we said that. Yeah. We did say that. Well, you know, we we just live in a culture. Once you say something, it's hard to take it back. <laughs> we legitimately and people take said the that. worst possible interpretation of it. So But it and it is like even watching that this episode that Tanisha was talking about was really fascinating. I was telling Brad about this, but they interview this guy that has, uh, or this family that has owned a restaurant. I believe it's in California. They've owned it for like 80 years or something like that. Just passed it down through their family. I believe is the story. Either way, it started as authentic tacos, but the way that they were doing their tacos was hard shell tacos um, very much like a typical taco that you would get at Taco Bell. Okay. But this crazy story is, Brad, Yeah. and to all of our listeners, mm-hmm. the person that started Taco Bell, I believe his name was William Bell. I don't know if that's right or not. His restaurant at the time, before he started Taco Bell, was across the street from this family-owned uh, authentic Mexican restaurant. Okay? Mm. He wanted to mass-produce hamburgers 
it just so happened that like down the street, the first McDonald's was getting started. Wow. So he couldn't do that. Did you see the movie, the McDonald's yeah. movie, Founder? The Founder? It's yeah. pretty wild. Really interesting stuff. So he was like, well, I can't do that because they're doing that. Mm-hmm. What if I mass-produced tacos in kind of the same way? So what he would do is he would go across the street and order tacos from this legitimate, authentic taco place, and he was trying to figure out how they made it, what the ingredients were, what the recipe was. Wow. And so he basically appropriated... In a lot of ways, that recipe obviously made it fast food, so the ingredients aren't as good. They're not fresh. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, it's Taco Bell. Kind of what the guy from McDonald's did. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and he made it this um, culturally American thing. Mm-hmm. You think about this type of taco with, associated with Taco Bell, which is hard shell with, like, let's say, beef. Uh, yep. Lettuce, cheese, cheese and maybe tomatoes, some tomatoes, maybe. Yeah, maybe some sour cream, maybe. But maybe. Mo- yeah. m- majority is like tomatoes, cheese, lettuce, uh, mm-hmm. the beef, the hard shell taco. It was supreme a while back. If you yeah, the sour yeah, yeah. Cream, yeah. Right, and so um, he appropriates this, and it kind of turns into like this American cultural phenomenon. So yeah. the whole thing sort of flipped on his head. It's a really interesting thing that you think about, like Americans eating this thing that's mm-hmm. actually like was an authentic Mexican taco that's now been appropriated yeah. into like this American thing. Very weird wow. how that how that culturally all of those things happen. And it, it, I don't think Taco Bell would meet the rules, right? <laughs> I don't think so. That we just established. I don't think so. So all that to say there is like I think those types of tacos would probably still fall under if you went back far enough in yeah. history yeah you would find out oh this like this this comes from like mexico still wow yeah but you I, know the authentic street taco that's corn, right corn tortilla handmade like this guy says mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. some sort of meat there's all kinds of different pastor mm-hmm. uh, that's right asada, pollo. Yeah. there's all kinds of options mm-hmm. right even get if you want to go crazy there's like cow tongue intestine yeah adam like, was talking about that all right? Kinds of, right all kinds of stuff yep I haven't um, done that yet. But, but then onion and cilantro is kind of like really popular, and it's usually popular mm-hmm. to provide a fresh lime wedge that you yep. can squeeze on the tacos if yep. you want to, and mm-hmm. maybe some sort of sauce to go along with that, Sauces, which is where yeah. the, the sauces yeah, yeah. come in. Yeah. But see, we wouldn't have I mean, gotten, <laughs> with without the controversy, without the conflict, without the criticism, without the arguments, you know, we wouldn't have gotten to this place where now I feel like we have clarity about what we're doing. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and then the other thing is, I, I did go like a, on down an El Barrio rabbit hole too, and we texted back and forth about this. Yeah, and I will say, if you go to the El Barrio website, they do have frequently asked questions, and one of the frequently asked questions was, "Is this authentic?" You know, Mexican food, and their response is basically no. That's it's, that's it's right. Inspired. They said that. Yeah, it's inspired by this cuisine, but it's got a new take on it. They kind of do their own thing. They and do. Like we've said before, it's really not even about nice versus dive or anything. That's like right. That. That's right. Um, because these food critics in Los oh, Angeles, I mean, they, they go, know food. They know food, dude. They go to the nicest. Yeah. Like yeah. Michelin, whatever, James Beard restaurants, like whatever. That's right. You know, but they, but they're kind of um, the check marks that they need to hit. The like, rules. That's what yep. they really, that's yeah. what this guy really felt like 
And I feel like I trust that because yeah. I don't know anything about food and he does. Well, I feel like what this does is it validates the Hirsches in their concern. Right. And right. allows us to further qualify our language. Because I know they're upset listening to this episode. I know they're probably angry. That's okay. There's room for these hard emotions here at Shades Midweek. But I want them to know that they've been heard. And actually, without them, I don't know if we would have arrived at this place. It's true. That's where, actually true. Where we're going to have to actually send the graphic back to Kenny. that <laughs> says Shades Midweek Taco Tour. And we're going to have to get him to change the name to Shades Midweek Street Taco Tour. Maybe. But you are, I, I, you want him to change it because the, the image is like the basically like a Taco Bell taco, essentially. It's like a hard-shell taco with beef and cheese and lettuce and tomato, right? Well, I wasn't saying that he had to. <laughs> I was just asking a question since we've been discussing these things and trying to parse out the elements of this tour. Yeah. This is great fun, by the way. This is just... But we've gotten somewhere. We've gotten somewhere, and we haven't we haven't left anyone along the way. Yeah, because and and here's the deal: like Sarah Hirsch has, um, in addition to El Barrio, like I said before, she recommended the taco truck in Avondale, which I think would qualify for what we talked exactly. about earlier. Yeah, and there was another place she mentioned in our text, yeah, text thread mm-hmm. that I had never been to. That was also some sort of yep. taco truck. Exactly. Um. So really, we just need to get a list down. I feel like this is a good place to start. This is a good place to start, and we wanted to have this really necessary, extended <laughs> conversation so that you could see where we landed, how we got there, you, you know, to see our paperwork, if you will. Yeah. When I was in math class in seventh grade, yeah. you had to show your work. Yeah. And so that's what we're doing on this episode. Well, and I think what... It's done for me too. It's, yeah. it's opened my mind up a lot more. Mm. Like I feel like I'm better now for this journey than I was wow. two weeks ago. Wow! Because I think at the end of the day, and what they kind of even land on a little bit in this show is they go to the roots and they try to connect how different cultures even influence each other. Mm-hmm. You know how you go to this place uh, maybe in Mexico or maybe in uh, Central America somewhere or something like that. And uh, it actually, the way that they shave off the all pastor into the wraps, they, they almost talk about it. Like, well, this is almost like Greek or like, you know, where they have like the Euro, like the lamb on yeah. a spit like that rotating. Mm-hmm. And uh, even every time, What's great is every time they go to one of these taco places and they try something, Dave Chang is always trying to connect it to, oh, well, this is like, this reminds me of the Korean, this is like the Korean version of, or this is the Mexican version of this Korean dish, like whatever. Wow. So he's always trying to make these connections that Mm -hmm. don't seem like they would be connected, but they are. So it's really cool. Like it's really opened my mind up to... You know, I mean, they go to like these really nice taco places too. So it's just, and they go to Taco Bell in the episode. It's it's hilarious. It's great. <laughs> they go there and they get uh, Doritos Locos tacos and oh. they get a Crunchwrap Supreme and they kind of they're eating it and uh, they're making fun of it a little bit because they're like, you know, this would. They were like, the Doritos Locos taco could be good. 
if there was more Dorito flavor. Mm. And then, but they were like, and then they, obviously they were making fun of the quality of the meat, you know. So you mean the meat that comes out of a <laughs> right? A uh, what? What do you call those? The tube? Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. Yikes. Uh, okay. I think I've learned a lot, and I would actually recommend go watch that episode on Netflix. Well, I'm going to go. It's a great show. I'm going to go watch it now. I watched it. Not that when Tanisha recommended it, I didn't <laughs> you know, hear her, what she was saying. But now that I've got to talk more, if you know, we were able to call her and talk about it, I'm sure I would well, have watched a great, it. Listen, here's the deal. There's a great episode on pizza that I watched. And the debate that wow. all these people are having over pizza, it gets food. It just it brings out something in people. People like to debate. They like to say, this is the best yeah. thing. This is the best thing. No, if you're going to have a pizza, it's got to be Neapolitan. That's like, mm. you know, and uh, or like, no, you you know, the best. These are the best pizzas. Don't put clams on pizza. That's crazy. That's not pizza. That's for something else. So everybody it gets real. Uh, has a lot Don't of opinion. put clams on pizza. You know, it's there's a yeah. lot of passion. There's a lot. There of is passion, a lot of passion. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It is fun for some people. <laughs> Other people might not get it, but that's once again. I feel like we're back to that diversity piece, which is what this is. Maybe this is what this has always been about. <laughs> so, so just to just to summarize. Yeah. For sure. So we're adopting these three rules. We're adopting these three rules. We've agreed. Okay. Jonathan isn't here, so he doesn't get a vote. Okay, so we're adopting these three rules, which is and, and we'd like to put a focus on authentic street tacos. Well as, said. As what we're going to try when we go. Is what to we're going to try is what's included. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that just clarifies things for for everybody and makes things better. Yeah. So we need to adopt these three rules, authentic street tacos. I think that's wow. it. Wow. Well, I think there's and just... And within Jefferson County. Within Jefferson County. <sighs> it's true. It's really not about the destination. It's about the journey, isn't it? So true. Who yeah. said that? I have no idea. You did. The Apostle just Paul. Now. Yeah. Well. I mean, that's really what this whole episode is. That's it. That's it. It's just we, a just a fun episode. We went down to the email corridor. I really though what I think this has done is at the heart of it, it's created a sense of community. Yep. Like it has opened up this conversation that now people are having via the podcast, via email. Back and forth. And it has opened up this whole other thing that we can now talk about and enjoy together. Yep. And isn't that really what what it's what all this about? Is all about? I love how we've described the essence of this in like 15 different ways. You know? Or like the message that comes from it. Like we've said like 15 different things. Like when you really get down to it at the end of the, the day, at the end of the day, what it was all about, you know. Uh but I think that actually, when it's all said and done, that that's the point. That it's always been about many things, and that to reduce it to one is is an oversimplification. It's going to be hard to wrap this up, to be honest, which I think is why we're struggling for a way to wrap it up. So I think the next step now is we got to get Jonathan back in here. Yep. 
get him in the booth, and we'll determine a set, a list of places that we're going to go. And that is if we still have jobs once he returns right, and right. listens to this podcast. I don't want anyone to leave the church over this. That would be terrible. But also understandable. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think what would be cool is uh, we get a list of places that we're going to go to. We kind of schedule it out in yep. advance just to help us have an end date. Because if we don't give it an end date, it could go on for too long. Well, what if, you know, what could be cool too is if we told people where we were going and they tried and to meet gave us. them an opportunity to go, even if they couldn't oh, go sure. at the same time. Sure. They could try to go there that week or maybe at some exactly. point. Exactly. And course. so then they'd be able to enter the conversation as well. They'd be able to join us on the tour, which, when you think about it, really is what this has all been about. <laughs> Which is us coming together yeah, to eat food. Yeah, fellowship. Fellowship over food. That's Acts 2. Look at that. So there's the theology piece for today. Yep. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Let's take a deep breath. Um, Do a little check-in. Yeah, do a little check-in. What would you say, Counselor Brad? About what? (laughs) (laughs) Self-care. Oh, 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 Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally all that. Well, fantastic. I really enjoyed it a lot, and I'm, try- I'm trying to make sure that we covered everything, that we're good. That I think we did. we're good to go yeah. on this thing. So we'll be updating you guys with our first stop yes. so you can participate. And one thing that I'm going to do, Brad, that I'm going to attempt to do is I'm going to take my f- – I'll have my phone with me, obviously, when we okay, go to good. these places. Yeah. I've got a little mic, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to do a little field recording while we're out at these places wow. and record us as we eat, maybe – talk a Some little bit what we're, what we're seeing what the menu was like yeah and just kind of and then i'll insert that into some of the episodes it'll be kind of fun that's going to be great and then i'm wondering if we should develop some sort of scale that we are able like a likert scale or something like that so that we can you know judge it yeah like 10 poblanos or yeah something like that? and that or way we have something to, something to compare it to i don't know for what each one and then do. we could Put it in a PDF form and put it online so others could fill it out as well. Right. Yeah, so that we could be a guide, really, to the city of Birmingham. Yeah, because you want there to be reliability and validity in our research. Okay, we can talk about that. We'll have to address yeah. that the next time we get together. Well, if you enjoyed this episode or if you didn't, if you agree or disagree, we would love for you to email us in at midweek at shadesvalley.org. Tell us uh, what you think about what we've talked about today. I would imagine that given the nature of the subject matter that's been discussed, that's right. there's going to be more passionate emails into the email corridor. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, at some point we're going to not just do email corridor episodes. We'll do some more you know, normal episodes that you've come to know and love here from Shades Midweek. But that's right. This has been a fun, a fun side last few weeks it's been amazing it's been fun having you guys along yeah so thank you so much uh it is the emails it's the conversation that helps keep this show driving so we thank you for that Mm -hmm. because here at shades midweek you're part of the conversation stay safe out there